I do not suggest ever using your eyelash curler after you put on mascara. You are going to rip an eyelash out for sure if you do that because that mascara is going to grab onto the metal eyelash curler, which never use a plastic one. Side note, always use a metal eyelash curler. And once you squeeze it, some of that mascara is going to stick to that and it's going to pull eyelash out. So please just do it on bare eyelashes first. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pretty Powerful Podcast with Jenny Sue Makeup. I'm your host, Jennifer Duvall, and today we're going to do something a little different. I actually do not have a guest in-house today. It is just me talking to you, and we're going to shake things up a little bit. I am actually going to talk specifically and only about makeup today because I am a beauty blogger and I am a makeup artist, so it just kind of makes sense. Um, I thought it would be fun to just shake things up a little bit and talk to y'all about some makeup tips and tricks and advice that I have because, you know, in the past, if you've listened to my other episodes, I've always had a guest in-house and we've kind of been talking about the women and the brands that they've built and the lives that they've built with their jobs, but today, just going to be makeup focused and it's going to be a shorter podcast because, hello, it's just me talking to you and I'm going to address the elephant in the room and that is my voice. I know it doesn't sound normal like usual, but I have been battling a really wicked cold in the past week and, you know, at some point I actually had not scheduled a guest because I felt so awful. Hopefully everyone will have a little grace with my um, with my voice today that you're listening to. So we're going to go ahead and get started with today's topic. And this is something that I feel is super important as a makeup artist whenever I do teaching sessions with my clients and whenever I do a face of any of my clients, whether I'm teaching them or just doing their makeup and when I'm doing my own makeup, and that is the order of importance of how you should be applying your makeup. Now, I do believe that there is a good order of importance of how you apply it because I do literally the same order every time I do my makeup, every time I do a client's makeup, no matter what the job is that I'm working with them for, because I feel like there's a certain order that makes it stay longer, the application's easier and smoother as I go. So I'm going to kind of go through those with you today, and I'm going to be as descriptive as possible because I know you're not watching me do anything, and I'm actually not applying anything. I'm not working on myself. I will be as descriptive as possible so you can understand these steps and how to implement them. And of course, as always with makeup, there's no hard and fast rules ever with how you do your makeup or the look that you want. But these are just steps that work for me and my clients. So I figured I would share them with you today because I do get asked this a lot. And really, when I do a teaching session, this is one of the first things that I talk about with my clients. And I give them a face chart and literally have each step in the order of importance of how they should be doing it so that when they leave me, they can go back and look at their face chart and be like, okay, she put on foundation before concealer because that's a big deal. And I'll tell you why in a little bit. So let's go ahead and get started. Hopefully if I have any coughs or sniffles or errors, my husband will edit them out. So first step when you're doing makeup is always, now this is my hard and fast rule. This will probably the most be the most hard and fast rule of all of them. And that is your skin prep. You have to prep your skin before you apply your makeup. It's kind of like, I guess, getting the canvas ready before you put your paintbrush on and the paint on the canvas. You gotta unwrap the canvas, set it up on the easel, get it ready. So first, skin prep. Whatever you use, whether it be toners or serums or moisturizers, go ahead and apply those so that your skin can be ready to go whenever you apply the paint because you know your makeup will only look as good as your skin does. So Don't just wake up in the morning and then immediately start slapping on foundation, eyeshadow, concealer, that sort of thing. When you do your skin prep, 
really whatever products you're using always go from the thinnest to the thickest like if you do a toner do a toner first because it's like a liquid it's like a water do your toner first then apply your serums which is usually the next thinnest and then do your moisturizers which are typically a little bit thicker creams that sort of thing eye creams and your lip balms if you're exfoliating your lips go ahead and do that first that is your first order of importance skin prep number two Go ahead and work on your eyebrows. Clean them up, fill them in, pluck them, set them. So you know I always say that the eyebrows are the framework of the face. So if you can go ahead and get those frames nice and cleaned and set and filled in, then it will just frame your eye socket better and give you a clearer definition of where your arch is so that you can move on to when you apply your eyeshadow. I would definitely do eyebrows second. Then you're going to move on to your actual eyelid. Now, this will be shocking because I know that when I work with clients, a lot of them say, oh, I always do my skin first um, before I do my eyeshadow. So the reason behind the fact that I do eyes first before your skin is because inevitably, even if you're using light colored eyeshadows and eyeliners or mascara or whatever, you are going to have some fallout into your eye beds. And if you've already done your concealer and your foundation, then that eyeshadow is trickling down into your eye beds and it's making your dark circles dark again, which is what you just tried to get rid of. So you're having to go back, take off that concealer and probably reapply it after you do your eye makeup. If you've done your mascara and you know you get a little clump on your eyelid or on your skin, which happens to everybody, you have to go wipe that off. And if you already have on concealer and foundation, you're having to wipe that makeup off and reapply it. So that's why I always do eyes first. Then I clean off the eye bed with a Q-tip and some eye makeup remover and then I move on to skin. So when you do your eyelids, definitely start with an eyelid primer. If you don't want to buy an eyelid primer or that's just not something you want to use or take time for, I would say use a concealer that you use under your eyes and put it on your eye bed. The reason for this, it will even out the skin tone on your eyelids before you put on your eyeshadow. And it will also give your eyeshadow something to grab onto. And so most of us have little veins that poke through our eyelids um, because our eyelid skin is so thin, you can kind of see the veins underneath. So if you put a concealer or an eyelid primer on top of it, usually kind of helps to blur that imperfection and brighten up the overall eye bed. Do your eyelid primer first and then move on to your eyeshadows. Now, no matter how many colors you use, say you're a one color gal, just go ahead and put on that one color. But if you like to use multiple colors or want to use multiple colors, Really, the order of importance here is just go from your lightest to your darkest shade because you want to build your intensity as you do your eyeshadow. I typically do an all-over eyelid color on top of the primer, so even if I've put on that concealer or an eyelid primer that has a tint to it, I will go ahead and put on a flesh-toned color eyeshadow on top of that to, again, even out the um, overall eyelid. And then I will go on to lash to crease color. So that means start at whatever color you apply from your lash to the crease, which is where your eye socket is. I will do a color there that is usually a little bit darker than that all over color. And then I will go on to a crease color if I am going to define someone's crease in their eyelid. Not everybody has a crease that you can see. If you have a hooded eyelid, you typically can't see your crease. And I usually don't bother to do a crease color when you have a hooded eyelid. But if you have a nice big eye bed, I will do a crease color there. And then I will go on to eyeliner. It can be the darkest shadow that you have. Maybe you're just putting on an eyeshadow and you're wetting your brush and doing an eyeliner or you're doing a liquid pen or a regular pencil. Then I move on to eyeliner. I usually do the upper eyelid first, and then I go on to the lower lash line, whether that be I'm putting a flesh-colored pencil in the lower waterline, or we're going smoky and doing something dramatic. Then I will do the eyeliner on the lower eyelid. And then I move on to curling your lashes, which y'all know I love an eyelash curler. And if you don't have naturally curly eyelashes, I definitely suggest 
purchasing an eyelash curler. It makes the biggest difference in your lashes. It opens up the eye bed and it makes your mascara go on great and makes your eyes look bigger. It's just a great tool. So do your eyelash curler next. When I do an eyelash curler, I do have a method. I don't just squeeze it once because typically if you just squeeze it really hard, you get a harsh 90 degree angle on your eyelashes and then the tips of them have no bend. So they end up falling during the day really easily because they haven't been curled which kind of defeats the purpose of doing an eyelash curler, right? So when you do an eyelash curler, I typically do it at three sections of the eyelashes. I will start at the base. I will squeeze gently, let go, do the middle of the eyelash line, let go. Then I will do the tips of them so that you have a nice soft curve. And I just do that on the upper lashes. I do not suggest ever using your eyelash curler after you put on mascara. You are going to rip an eyelash out for sure if you do that because that mascara is going to grab onto the metal eyelash curler, which never use a plastic one. Side note, always use a metal eyelash curler. And once you squeeze it, some of that mascara is going to stick to that and it's going to pull eyelash out. So please just do it on bare eyelashes first. Then I go on to mascara. A tip for mascara, most of us do our upper lashes first, but if you are a lower eyelash girl that you like mascara on the lower lashes, which I certainly do, I say go ahead and put it on your lower ones first because think about it. If you put it on your upper ones first and then you go to the lower ones, usually you're not taking a whole lot of time to let those upper ones dry and you're looking up really high to get the lower mascara on and that still wet mascara is probably hitting your eyelid on the uppers and so then you've got that whole big mess that you're having to deal with. So go ahead and do your lower ones first if you do those. So that way you've got dry eyelashes on the top. And then when you go do the upper ones, there will not be that issue of getting wet mascara on your upper eyelid. So then after you've done your eyes, you're done. Take a Q-tip, like I said, clean it off with a um, Q-tip and some eye makeup remover and move on to your face. So the first thing you would do is you would put on your primer if you use primers. I'm not gonna go into a whole big thing about primers. I get asked a lot, are they necessary, are they unnecessary? kind of on the fence with primers. I feel like if you do really good skin preparation ahead of time and you're taking good care of your skin, primer's kind of an unnecessary step, but there's one or two out there that are good for, you know, blurring pores and smoothing out the skin and um, helping your foundation to perform better. So it's really kind of a personal choice, but if you're going to use primer, go ahead and use it first, then move on to your foundation. Foundation is next. And once you do your foundation, whether you know you use a brush or a sponge, doesn't matter. Go ahead and do that all over the face. Then move on to your concealer. Now, this is important because I know a lot of people switch this up and they do concealer before foundation. My reasoning behind concealer after foundation is because concealer is typically your heavy hitter. It's what you're really trying to correct things with or hide things with. So I'm talking about like dark circles or blemishes and that sort of thing that are on your face. So they're your heavy hitters. So you don't want to dilute them or disturb them by putting foundation on top of them. Do foundation first, then spot treat your areas of concern with concealer after that, and then move on to your powder, which is what you will use to set your concealer. And powder is one of those things that I like to use very sparingly because I like to see skin. I don't like a one-dimensional flat face. So I will typically just use a loose powder to set anywhere that I have put concealer and probably not use it many other places of the face. I might use it in the center of the face where if you do get oily or have a lot of shine, I will put a little bit of powder in the center of the face. But you won't see me applying powder up to your hairline and down your neck and all over your face because I just don't like 
the illusion that it creates of being um, really flat and one-dimensional. But you would do your powder next. Then when you move on to your bronzers and your blushes, I like to do bronzer first. That is because you're using that to contour your face a little bit, contour your cheekbones, and then that inevitably shows you where to place your blush. So the places that I use bronzer are like a halo around the face, like a perimeter of the face. I don't like to put bronzer just smack dab in the middle of someone's face. I just don't think it looks natural just to have a bunch of brown stuff in the middle of your face. So I like to use bronzer as a a tool to make you look like you're glowing, like to give you some radiance, to give you some warmth to your skin. So I will just take a big fluffy brush and apply it around the perimeter of the face and in the hairline. And then I'll move on to maybe under the cheekbones just to sculpt a little. And then I usually use bronzer to warm up the neck because most of us typically have a lighter area under our chin because it blocks it from the sun, just naturally. Our chin blocks our neck from the sun. So we always have a little bit lighter spot underneath there. So I'll warm that up with a bronzer. And then I'll move on to my blushes because I will have created some cheekbones and I'll know where to place my blush next. And then if you choose to use highlighter, I know this is probably sounding like a lot of steps, so feel free to omit any of these if you are not a full-faced gal. Say you don't use bronzer, so you would just go from setting your concealer with powder and then you'd move on to blush. You know, just kind of adjust this as you need to. But highlighter would be the last product I would apply on the face because I use it to kind of pop the areas of the face that I want to bring forward, which is what highlighter does. It makes things more noticeable, obviously, because you're highlighting them and you're making them come forward on the face. I will do that product wherever on the face that I need to pop something, whether it be the bridge of the nose or the cheekbones or your cupid's bow. I love to put highlighter in the corner of the tear ducts to make the eyes pop. So that's one of my favorite places to use highlighter. So then last but not least, you would move on to your lips. This is pretty easy. You would obviously do lip liner first if you were going to use a lip liner. And when you use the lip liner, I just always, always suggest. Now this is my hard and fast rule unless this becomes a trend like I have seen before in the past, like in the 80s and on to the early 90s where people only lined the outside of their lips and didn't do the inside. But if you're going to use lip liner, my suggestion is line your lips, then fill them completely in with your lip liner before you apply your lip gloss or your lipstick. You do not want to have this ring around your mouth and your lip gloss or lipstick fade away during the day while you're eating or drinking or talking or whatever. And then you just have this horrible lip line that hasn't been colored in on your mouth. So lip liner is not just for the outside of your lips. I like to use it on the interior as well. And then move on to your lip color, lipstick, lip stain, matte liquid lipstick, whatever. Lipstick is next. And then move on to your lip gloss if you do like to layer all three. Gloss would be the last one that you would put on top. And then last but not least, if you want to lock all of these steps in, you can feel free to use your setting spray, a makeup setting spray, which is basically hairspray for your makeup that helps kind of lock things in. Apparently what setting spray does is it cools down the temperature of the makeup on your face, which helps to lock it into your skin so that it wears longer than it would if you didn't spray it. This is another one of those products kind of like primers where everyone's got an opinion. Does it work? Does it not work? Is it just kind of like cosmetic company's big way to sell you something more? I'm not quite sure. I'm not a scientist. I've never, you know, actually tested someone to see if it actually locks in the makeup all day long. I feel like it works. I use it myself. Um, I don't use a setting spray every day because it is basically hairspray for your makeup and that just can't be good to apply on your skin every single day. So I use it for special occasions. I use it on all of my brides because 
I usually do their makeup early on in the day and it needs to stay all day long and all night. So I will use a setting spray. So right now for me, I think they work, but I say use them sparingly. So there you have it. That is the order of importance of how I believe you should apply your makeup every day, special occasions and whatnot. Think of it kind of like a recipe that you're following on the backs of a box of brownies. Does it matter if you add the oil before the egg? Maybe not, but you definitely want to add all of your wet ingredients before you put your dry ingredients in. So, you know, just kind of think of it that way. And if you have any questions about this order of importance after you've listened to it, you know, you can always find me on all social media, just following at Jenny Sue Makeup. That's on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, all of those good things. Feel free to send me a DM, send me a message on a post. And if you've got some questions and you didn't understand anything that I said here, don't feel like you can't contact me later on because that's what this podcast is all about. I'm trying to reach all of my listeners, followers, readers in a different way, in a different platform. But I always want y'all to feel like you can reach out to me um, with any questions that you might have. So I appreciate you listening to this episode with just moi. And on the next one, I will definitely be back with another guest. I've got some really cool people lined up, so definitely stay tuned. And I will talk to y'all later. Bye.